Welcome to episode 399 of the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And I'm your host, Denise Oyston. And today we have an interview. And it's an interview with one of my first ever podcast listeners. Uh, I'm sure you've worked out next week is uh, episode 400. It'll be a special one. Lots of like lessons over the last uh, 10 years that we've been running the podcast. And I wanted to invite a guest and interview Mike Richards from Treasury Recruitment. And Mike also has a podcast, uh, I think sort of inspired by ours. We were sharing as we were recording the, the podcast a couple of days ago that um, he always remembers a story that I shared about my nephew in a Wigan Athletic t-shirt, which was one of the earlier podcasts. And I wanted to ask Mike to come on board because he is great at marketing. He has developed his own podcast, which is bringing in leads for him. I'll let him talk about that in, in the interview. And I think the thing about Mike here he is moving into the US and uh, EU market significantly this year. And I just thought it would be great to interview him, ask him a few questions, find out how he's handling everything. And also, what are the benefits that he got out of having the podcast in a market where very few people did at the time? So it's a great interview with Mike. Obviously, you can listen to this on iTunes. It's also over on our YouTube channel. We'll be putting more uh, content over there in the next weeks and months and definitely into next year. And that is YouTube, obviously, uh, Superfast Recruitment. So go and check us out there anyway. Enough of from me. Let's get into the podcast this week and let's grill Mike with a few questions. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your company growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profits. Well, welcome everybody to this week's podcast and video recording for those of you who want to watch this on YouTube and on, on the website. And I am absolutely thrilled and delighted to have Mike from Treasury Recruitment, who also has a podcast, just like we have our podcast. He has a podcast, which is quite rare in the recruitment sector. And Mike has been in your own company now for what, how long has Treasury been going? Is it 20 odd years or something like that now? So I've been going, doing? we've literally just celebrated, we've just celebrated our 21st anniversary. I started the podcast right, okay. literally five years, five years ago. We've done not quite 400 episodes like you lovely ladies. We've got to <laughs> 290. I thought it would be, we right. I thought we'd be lucky to get to 10. And it's just grown and grown. Great. Now, I've got a lot of questions to ask you, and they've all, they're all written down here. But I thought if we just start with, just tell us a bit about you, your career, what inspired you to start Treasury, and all of the things. So let's just start with that, first of all. Well, similar to you, I've got answers to all the amazing questions you've got, because I'm used to being the other side <laughs> of the microphone and going, right, let's quiz you, let's quiz you. And like most people in recruitment, I got into it by accident. And actually, I'm not reading all of this from the script. I'll come back to the script in a minute. I originally qualified as a teacher. 
and I was doing supply teaching, host university, and a friend of mine said, you should do recruitment. I was like, recruitment, really? He said, well, what do they do? They said, well, they, you talk to people and they pay you. I thought, I can do that. And so I started to, and also I knew it's about supply teachers because I was one. And so I started to do that, did that for about three years for a company called Capstone, who later got bought by Capita. Oh, yeah, uh, but yeah. then after three years with the group, I was then approached uh, to be a financial recruiter. I was like, yeah, accountants, not really. And the guy literally said, it pays you twice as much. I went, great, where do I sit? So I started with a company called Robert Walters and joined them. Ah, became yeah. the one of the yeah, I became the actual top biller for the company in the world by doing treasury. And I said to people, What is treasury? and met all these treasury guys within finance. There are three major reports you've got your CFO, financial control, who looks at the cash today and backwards. You've got your tax person, minimizes the cash you pay on tax, the Starbucks tax guy, amazing saving money and all that stuff. And then you've got the treasury person that's about today and the future. Right. I found these treasury guys. Very relationship focused. I like talking to them. Hence, we've got the podcast. And that was 20 plus years ago. So we've just celebrated as a company, the Treasury Recruitment Company, 21 years in business. And we recruit at all levels from junior treasury guys, so treasury analyst, who's a global treasurer, globally. So I'm focusing on the US a lot more and more senior positions. My colleague, Katie, she does uh, Europe. And the amazing Craig, who does our UK. Right. I'm just thinking like 21 years, you'll have seen lots of ups and downs. And obviously the pre, what, 2019, and we went in, then went into COVID and appreciate everyone had lots of challenges then. But what would you say over the last two or three years have been some of the key things that have popped up in the recruitment sector that you've had to handle that maybe a little bit out the ordinary or that you, know, you found a, an issue? And what have you done about that? I talk about it a little bit when I do some of my speeches. And I think the new way of the world, hybrid working, not just for us, but for our clients, for our candidates. Yeah. What a massive shift. I was was just speaking at a conference last week at the Eurofinance International Treasurers Conference in Barcelona. Great event. But I was sitting on the stage and I was explaining I'm recruiting for a US client. And I'm going out to these candidates. And usually the questions have changed. So I sent out the emails with the job description, great role. And the replies started to come in. And the first sentences were, is it remote? Is it in office? Is, what's the hybrid solution? Yeah. Second yeah. line, what are the working hours? Third line, what's the salary? And the fourth line, what's the job again? I'm like, really? <laughs> um, and it's just, and I, when I said to the guys out there that if originally a few years ago in someone I was hiring or something like that, and someone would have asked me, say, maybe five years ago, oh, what's your flexible working policy? I'd said, my flexible working policy is flexibly work, walk out, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> now we actually base ourselves from home and work from home and we have to adapt. And I think it's about that adaptability. And clients, we do a global salary survey. We also check about working from home and things like that. If a client says to us, we're at five days a week in the office, I'm like, look, our survey says only one in 20 people wants to be back in the office 100% of the time. 
And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And we had a client again last year who said, oh, we're a bit more traditional. That's how we do things. And we said, well, traditional off. We can't help you. It's like we're not going to go out to 100 people. You know, five of them say, yes, I'm interested, and then try and help them. Yeah, it's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. And you mentioned then about the US, and it's interesting because we, we work with many recruiters. And a lot of them are looking at now, because if you say remote working, hybrid, I can expand my reach, I can expand my network, I can work in Europe, I obviously could work globally, I could work in the US. Now, I know that one of your goals is to really go into both of those markets and, and dominate them. What do you see as some of the challenges, what are the, some of the considerations that you've been thinking about as you do this? For the US in particular, is not thinking remotely. There's nothing better. So I've just did the right. New York Treasurers Conference a couple of weeks ago. I've just done Barcelona. I met a lot of US treasurers there, but international treasurers. In two and a half weeks, I'm speaking at the National Conference in America, in San Diego. We're going to take it as a lovely family trip as well. But the key point of the trip is to me to go there and shake the hands of treasurers and to meet yep. treasury professionals, not to just do it all over the phone, not to do it in the greatest respect. Yep. It's lovely to talk to Denise today over video and everything else, not to do it over Zoom. Because I've said to people in the right. past, it's like emails. If you send an email, you can never move a relationship forward. You can talk to people, yep. you can exchange information, but the only time you can actually establish a relationship is by having a relationship. And you can only do that yep. by meeting people in person. Yeah. And how do you feel the US market relate to a UK recruiter? Does it matter to them? How do they react to They obviously love my dulcet tones of England and they're like, <laughs> well, really? Does that. he speak like yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> so I think what it is, <laughs> a lot of the time they're like, so you just do treasury, right? They can't get it. So I've been, and actually I've been going to the US and establishing mm. ourselves. I studied at Northwestern up near Chicago. And I would start talking to these guys and say, yeah, I just do treasury. This is my, it's a niche, but they call it a niche. That's okay. We'll go with yeah. that. We'll, we'll, don't mind. Niche. And so explaining to them, I just did this. And actually the areas I've been focusing more on, because I've spoken at the conference 13 times in Chicago, lucky for me, and New York, where I'm doing a lot more in Texas, they're just some hot spots. We do cover the US, but the time zones can be brutal. I'm trying to do it from the UK. We are recruiting in the US ourselves. We've got yeah. another potential person coming and joining us. Um, but I think it's actually, it's that personal thing. They see the, they hear the yeah. podcast. They see some of the video. We don't do as much video as you ladies, but we're getting there. Because you can see, I've got a face for radio. That's why yeah. I do a podcast. <laughs> I sometimes say I've got a face for podcasting. Sharon has the face for video. Uh, but you, yeah, you exactly. just you, you touched on something there around you're expanding your team. And I, I'd like to yeah. just go down that leadership role that you are a leader of a very successful organization you are growing what do you see as some of the challenges for leaders in today's market and how do you adapt to that i think you can get confused by all the different things out there all the fancy widgets all the yeah. different systems and this can do it and you and we probably all get the the emails that come in it's it, yep. it's focusing on that relationship it's the clients i'm talking to now were candidates of mine 10, 15 years ago. And I'm talking to yeah. them, I place them in roles and then they get promoted and then they backfill their position and stuff. So it's about client relationships. 
And the more that you do that yeah. and focus on helping them, whether you can help them today, tomorrow, a year from now, five years from now, and particularly in the US, in the UK, there's you might stay, some of the senior guys stay in their roles, our COVID would usually stay in their roles maybe two to four years. In the US, actually at the senior right. levels, they're tending to stay a lot longer. So you've got to be in the game for that much longer. So it's anyone's going in there, oh, I'm going to make some quick money in America. Good luck. I've been in it yeah. 13 years and yeah. it's graft. Isn't it? Isn't it always? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thinking yeah. about like your team, how do you lead your team? What are some of the things as a, you've been around, you've been, you've grown this organization 21 years in the game. What do you see as some of the leadership must do's? when it comes to managing, motivating, inspiring the team. And without sounding, what's the word? Just a catchphrase. It's letting go and not micromanaging. I'm reading a really good book by John Lamerton at the moment. He's written a couple of one big ideas for small businesses. Really great guy and the 1% club and he does all this stuff. But he talks about micromanaging, seeing an email that's got a spelling error just get over it. I, and I'm spelling freak. I'm like, wrong mm-hmm. font or something. I said to Carly today, yeah. so under my, my PA, and, and she, I noticed there was a, a difference in font size. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's driving me mad. Let go of it. Trust the people. They're going to yeah. do their jobs, but it's taking on too much. I've also worked in another business program with Brian Charter. And I think actually it was very successful because it allowed me to break down what we were doing. And that's where actually, funny enough, it convinced me to work with the lovely ladies at Superfast Recruitment. And that's not <laughs> something that Denise has said to me, although she is like sort of pointing from the other side. What what did it, well, how did was, he make you work with us? Well, I've been listening to the podcast forever. I was one of the early listeners. I was yeah. one of those little download figures. And yeah. I used to listen to your lovely tones talking about football shirts for your nephew and Various other bits. I think it was when I was that running was around the park. So years that, ago. One, yeah. that was a classic. The snoring dog. Sorry if you can hear the rain. We couldn't hear the rain, by the way. So don't worry. But at the time, I, I did a couch to 5K and then I kept running. And I listen to podcasts when I go out and do exercise. And I also swim and I listen yeah. to podcasts. So I have these waterproof headphones. And so this is where I listen to Denise when I'm in the pool. Yeah, doing my legs. It's uh, quite interesting. And basically, I thought, right. We need to get our marketing more process-focused. It needs to be more regimented, needs to have order to it. And that's what super fun. Oh, I feel a bit oh, I feel a bit sick now, just all these lovely things I'm saying about the, you two lovely ladies. But this is what we need. We need to have a an approach where we focus on delivery of results. But before you get the results... You talked about it the other day in one of our uh, coaching calls, six points of you need to contact someone six or seven times. And it's really difficult because we're all spinning so many plates Mm -hmm. and living nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. What made you decide to to launch your podcast? Because when you think about where a lot of recruitment companies are on the marketing journey, they're nowhere near as advanced as you are. You decided to do a podcast, which was – quite new for most recruitment companies. What made you decide to do it? Yeah. What would you say it's done for you and your brand? It was crazy. And I got a couple of really good stories just from the past couple of weeks. But originally, I was a very early podcast listener before they were a big thing. 
You understand? Then I yeah. thought, do you know what? I'm going to do a recruitment podcast. I started to sketch it out and I got to about idea week seven and I went, well, that's it. That's me done. <laughs> I thought, and so I put it on the shelf for a while. And then I did some work with Chris Ducker, who does Youpreneur and stuff like that. And I was sitting with them and oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. I love Chris. And, and I was doing part of his mentoring group years ago. This was five, yeah, six years ago. And Amy and we were all on this mentoring coaching group. And I thought about the podcast and I thought, I love talking to treasurers. They are interesting people. Yeah. I saw their career stories where they first started. So each and every week, it's called the Treasury Career Corner. So you can go there, treasurycareercorner.com. And yeah. it's just grown and grown. I thought maybe we'll do five or 10 episodes. It has taken over a part of my life. And I was just thinking about some of the side benefits. So 290 episodes. We will interview a treasurer each and every week about how they started in treasury where they are now and where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. See, I've said that 290 times. Yep. And I was just thinking what it, some of the things it's taken me to Finland. It's taken me across the U S I've been approached by people. Oh, we heard your podcast with this guy. We'd like to pay you to be our keynote speaker. Will you come over here? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Oh, uh, it's it just, it, it was, so last week when I was in Barcelona, I'm walking around the room People are walking up to me and going, hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really good. Who are you? And they're like, I love the podcast. I listen to it. Thank you for taking me on the journey and everything. I'm like, okay. And it's just been very touching. And as an English guy, it's very weird because people are giving you loads of compliments. I'm like, right, this is a bit strange. <laughs> I was in New York a couple of weeks ago. I was at some drinks. I was telling this girl all about her life history. She's like, are you a mind reader? I was like, no, I met your ex-boss this morning. Oh, right. And as we were talking, she then said, yeah. keep talking. I was like, most people say, stop talking. You know this, Denise. And I basically yeah. said, I started sending some more words. She went, you're Mike. You do the podcast. I listen to you every Tuesday morning. And I'm like, really? Hi, Monique. Yes. Hi. Yes, I do. She was a podcast listener. And the one I'll finish yeah. off, because I, I don't take too much time, um, so I was approached in the toilets in Barcelona. No, it's not that kind of show. I know. No, I met, bumped into a client. We're just drying our hands. We're about to out. leave. No, you've got to keep it in because basically I'm, I'm talking to a client just as we were exiting and this guy walks in, here's my voice. And he just said, Mike, and he, he was about to go wash his hands. So he sort of gave his elbow and everything else. He went, I just want to say, love the podcast. Listen to it every week. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you for all, everything you do for the treasury profession. And I'm going, I'm just leaving. And I went back on stage, yeah. did, a, did a session, and it's just taken us. I now talk to some of the leading global treasurers in the world. The treasurer of yeah. Caterpillar, treasurer of Porsche in Germany, Wolfgang. Had a catch up with him yesterday. Love the guy. And actually now, he was a great, it gets you business. I, I didn't do it to just get yeah. business. But what happened, I had my original podcast with him, loved it. He told me about his story about how he was slimming down the team and he was reshaping yeah. Treasury. We did that on the podcast. And then about three months later, I got a phone call and he said, oh, I want to talk to you. I was like, oh, God, here we go. He's going to give me a CV. He went, no, I'm not leaving it. No, we're going to float Porsche on the stock exchange. I need to recruit 16 people. I'm like, oh, right, okay. He went, no, I was, actually, no, sorry, you need to recruit 16 people. Look, holy wow, and a few other bits. And since then, we've been gradually building up his team in Stuttgart in Germany. 
we're a UK-based recruiter, but now I go to San Diego, yeah. I go to Stuttgart, I go to wherever and talk treasury. I do think just, just some advice for people listening to this podcast, be like Mike. And the, the reason I'm saying that is the format that you have and go and listen to his podcast because the format is so good for people looking for a job, wanting to develop the career, because you're asking the questions about where are they now? Where are they going? What's their life been like? And it's the sort of things that people want to know about. I, I bet there's so many people that listen to that thought, I never thought of going down that career route. Oh, I never thought about going to another country. I never thought about. And when you can have that, you can listen as a bit as a voyeur listening to that conversation. What a difference that can make for people. So if you are thinking about a podcast, Mike's has been around for five years now. And mm -hmm. I would imagine that it's built over time, hasn't it? Your audience. Would you That's, say, Mike, that uh, often you probably had half a dozen of us listening? Yeah. We're, 100, we're coming up 130,000 downloads. Next year, wow. we're continuing. So I wanted to go to a gig, very selfishly, in Luxembourg a few years ago. And I said this to my wife, and I said, oh, I want work to pay. She said, well, well, you can put it through work. And I was, I was like, yeah, but wouldn't it be good if I had a good excuse to go there? So I wanted to see Walking on Cars, great band. And I contacted the Luxembourg Association, know them really well. I said, look, can I interview? Can I, I've got an idea for this event, Treasury Career Corner Live. And I recorded it. And I had the international treasurer for Amazon, guy from Apparam, Benoit, wow. and I had from Blackstone Real Estate. Three great guys on stage, ladies as well, Winky and stuff. And so I got them on stage, interviewed them about their careers, got to the end. And I was like, oh, wow, you're going to network. I went, oh, I'm off to see a gig. Bye. And they were like, what? Now, the reason I say this, we now do Treasure Career Corner Live in London. We've done it two or wow. three times. We do another one in November. I was with a client the other day in his offices in Times Square, which overlooked the big ball. It's insane. Amazing. Chris, he, as I was talking to him, I said, I should do it over here. And I meant do it in America. And he yeah. went, yeah, you can do it here. We'd like to support you. I'm like, what? Uh, so next year, I'm doing Treasure Career Corner Live in New York, in Chicago. We're going to do it. one. I've been asked to do one in Greece. I just want to go. It's great. But the amazing thing is it's not selling. You're basically, we were talking, Denise and I had a, a chat with a client today. By talking to them about their lives, by talking to them about their issues, yeah. you're not, you, you find out what helping them. It's not selling and it's not telling, it's listening. Yeah. And I still find it weird being on this side of the microphone because I keep thinking, shut up, Richards, because I've trained <laughs> myself to do that. But yeah. It, and this is still quite strange being the side of the microphone. So I'll, I'll let Denise keep talking. You're from. doing great. I think one of the things about it people don't realise with the podcast is it's like that knowledge transfer. We were running some training last week and we were talking about how we tend to work with a lot of experienced recruiters who are incredibly good. Yep. They just don't mark, with probably with the exception of Mike, don't market themselves very well. And it is really yep. making sure that you do that knowledge transfer. And that's what I think your podcast does incredibly well. And, I think and that's also sorry to on. jump in. Sorry. Yeah, go on. It's not just it's not also it's just not just for the audience. It I thought start a podcast, talk to a load of clients, get some business and see where we go. I've actually become a in a way, I wish I did it ten years ago. Because yeah. ten years ago I'd have become an even imagine how good I could be in another five years from now. But 
I become a better recruiter, become a better listener, and it, it. But also, it's taken me on to stages. I used to say, "Oh, I'll come and talk to you about LinkedIn. Come and talk." To-. I'm now doing my own events. Yeah, and I, it, I didn't think this would be. I, I just thought, let's talk to some treasurers and see what they they've got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. You've mentioned that obviously you do a lot of traveling, but how do you, you're a very well-read guy. How do you keep ahead of everything that's going on in the recruitment market, the tech stack, how the market's changing? What's your process for keeping in touch with everything, Mike? Oh God, it's going to make me sick again. I listened to this weird podcast called Super Fast (laughs) Recruitment and it's really good and stuff. Um, I think actually I listened to a lot of other podcasts as well. That's one of the key things. Yeah. Again, whilst I swim, I'm just, I'll bring it up here on my phone. And I think that's, it's a great, easy way to get knowledge whilst you're doing other things. I listen to the Resilient Recruiter with Mark. He's great on there. We've got Mark Williams, Mr. LinkedIn. That's yeah. my uh, source of knowledge. Love Mark. Had a GNT with him a while ago. And there's so many other built to sell radio, some of the others. And just, that's a great way to do it. I think yeah. uh, other ways. I've got a, a massive bookcase right to my left of loads of books, some of which I'm trying to make my way through. Yeah. This, it's hard work whenever you're just catching up with stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's it, really. It's also we use Tracker, RMS. We've talked about this. Yeah. We've streamlined. We do a global treasury salary survey. And I've talked to you yeah. ladies about this as yeah. well. And I did that because my one of my previous employers, you can guess who, did this salary survey that was terrible, and it was lies. Yeah. It was like, what's your junior treasury analyst on? What's your top treasury analyst on? Right, that's your range. And what's the average, do you think? And just made up numbers. We have now over 12,000 or 1,280 candidates taking part in our salary survey within the past 12 months, and we've automated amazing. it through Tracker. And it's an amazing piece of software, content, and the salary survey, a client contacted me, said, I've looked at your salary survey on your website, so I knew you were the people to call. What? Wow. <laughs> that was yesterday. And I'm going, yes. So finally, but doing bits of content like that, and you ladies are helping me reshape it a little bit and clean it yeah. up, and it's getting better. Um, so I think that is – but we did that to give back value. It also makes me really powerful. We've yeah. had a client who said, oh, I'm thinking about paying this amount for our treasury analyst. And I'm like, okay, so you want to pay 20% below the average. Well, what tells you that? <laughs> well, the other 76 responses yeah. in London for treasury analysts. And I, oh, right. And it's, it makes you not yeah. – you try not to be arsy about it, but you just go, well, look at this. These are the real numbers, and these are the 76. But that's yeah. – and you can tell – and you, but you do it by giving value first, paying it forward yeah. – and then it comes back. Yeah. And you're a very innovative, go-for-it type of guy. But I, I wanted to ask you a question, last question, before we ask you about Treasury okay. Recruitment, where people can find out more about you, of course, is lessons for your younger self. What would you tell your younger self? And I, I put down on here the question that I sent you, one piece of advice, but I think we could do two or three pieces of advice okay. from Mike. But um, what would you say to your younger self? Well, very easy. And I, this actually does come from the script in front of me that that's one of the things, be prepared for all these, even when it's Denise, you've got to be focused, give some good value. Um, and it, it's again here, it's like, decide your why and the rest will follow. And okay, it sounds like that. Well, an easier way to do it. 
Emma, my 22-year-old daughter now, she asked me when they're about eight, Dad, what do you do? I went, huh? Well, I placed people, skilled finance professionals into global multinational corporations. My eight-year-old daughter's looking at me again, what do you do again? And I kept on going and boiling it down. I help people get jobs. Yeah. That, if an eight-year-old can understand it, and that decides you why. And if, if I can give advice, I think we are pulled left and right by LinkedIn. I'm getting deluged with stuff all day long. So you do have to focus on that. But I think that's a key thing. So that helps you day to day while you get up and do the job. Yeah. I think one piece of advice, well, or the other piece of advice ages ago, they said, what bit of advice would you give to entrepreneurs? I said, well, what three pieces? Just like you said, number one, uh, don't look after the cash. Okay, mm-hmm. so you think you're right. So if you get paid, don't immediately go, oh, yeah, great, we've got another big bill, and we great, we're going to get this and get a new tech system or new video system for podcasting. We talked about camera earlier. I'm using yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Save your money. Yeah. Second one, yeah, wait till you've got a bit more cash in the bank, and then you can start to expand. We've, in the past, yeah. overexpanded. We've come back. We then You just want to be cash flow positive and just yeah. make sure. And then they said, and they could more or less guess the third one. And the third rule is refer to one and two. Yeah. Just, that's yeah. It. And it's, yeah, just, and I think that comes back to a part of this other question was, you know, if you could go back to the beginning, what would I do yeah. differently? That's probably that really. Just if you're starting your treasury recruitment business or your early stages, once you get some cash in, I know it's lovely, don't spend it. Just, yeah. you'll know when to spend it or because the bills are coming along. We get HMRC knocking every so. What's this? Yeah, because we made some and through COVID, we did all right, and then we got or we survived. I think a lot of people, yeah, yeah. we recovered. And as you recovered, you're like, oh, we finally got some cash in the bank, and we can yeah. do this, do that. I would just take a breath. Yeah, I think it's some, one of the things I when we started our business. We come from corporate, where of course everyone did everything for you. And one of the best pieces yeah. of advice we got was when the money lands in your bank account, because of course, like who, who knew. We'd have to pay VAT. When the money lands in the bank account, then automatically put 40% of it into another account. That was like gold because I wouldn't have thought that. And then the other one, if you want to buy anything, look at your profit that month before you buy anything. Now, I know this is a marketing and business building, but, you know, sometimes we do, do have to think about the finances. So treasury recruitment, going from strength to strength. How can people find out? More about you, your, your website handle, no, yeah. Insta, uh, the first, yeah, whatever. Well, by the time this comes out, we'll be closer. We've got in a redesigned website. One, one we've got is okay, but James, yeah. our website, that you guys doing an improve on treasuryrecruitment.com. Just look me up on, it's MR Treasury, my Richard's Treasury, because we used to be years ago, MR Recruitment. That was why it was Mr. Treasury. No, it's MR Treasury. But I'm on LinkedIn, all over there. Feel free to reach out. And again, just the final bits of advice I, I was going to leave with is, in a nice way, get some good business coaches on board. And whether it's Denise and Sharon, uh, Brian, by getting those, Paul, who retired, great. And they're also they're like your Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder. Remember Paul, yeah. my previous, before he retired, like, don't do this. You've got to be careful. Thing. And I was like, yeah, whatever, Paul. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Listen to what Paul said. Listen to what the ladies yeah. say. Because... If you do it and follow the right path, they've done it before you. So, and they want you to make a success of it. So, do what they say. 
Thank you. I'm going to put all links to your website and everything there, because who knows, there might be some very interested recruiter that wants to actually give you a phone call and join your growing team as well. So thanks very much, Mike, for taking the time today, because I know how busy you are. You've literally, are you still in Barcelona? Have you just got back? No, literally got delayed by four or five hours. And so went to bed at 4am yesterday. Got to be up. For an eight o'clock catch up with the global treasurer Porsche with Wolfgang, did the podcast because he was flying to the US, right. did this hour long update podcast, which is another great thing to do. Had this chat with him and he was like, Oh, what are you doing now? I went, I'm going back to bed. And I went, I did another three hours before we had calls with the Middle East and stuff. And I was just like, Yeah, brutal. But yeah, I, I wouldn't swap it for the world. I love doing it. Cool. Thanks, Mike. And uh, this will be out on all channels. And any questions, then just find them to me and I'll send them through to Mike for you as well. So thanks very much, Mike. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast and this year you are ready to take your marketing to the next level, then check out Superfast Circle. This is a unique marketing program designed specifically for recruiters and their marketeers. You get access to two virtual marketing directors, you get consultancy, you get your hand held through the whole process, training, consulting, and we provide content resources. So go over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash join and check out what's available.